Soul Awakening. I had different guests coming on, sharing their tragedy to triumph stories. Amazing, right? Season two, we went a little bit deeper and went into my personal life, my traumas and tragedies. And I said, you know what? For season three, let's change it up just a bit. So I am so excited to introduce to you my co-host for season three. He is amazing. You heard him on season one. You heard him on season two. Some people call him PJ. Some people call him Pastor Jeff. I call him a little bit of both. I want you to make some noise. Give it up for Hi, Pastor Jeff. Hello, Stars. Tina, how are you on this beautiful Sunday or Monday uh, or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday? Whatever day it is, it's a beautiful day and the stars are shining. Yes. Can I say you look amazing? I mean, if someone's watching this on the podcast, you just need to get on the YouTube and look at you because you look amazing. So we're going to jump right into it. This is going to be our very first short episode. But Pastor Jeff, you've heard the show, the episode, and I want you to share with the people why you decided to say yes. Why did you decide to jump on this train of trauma and tragedy and turning it into triumph and change the world? We want to know. Well, Starstinas, from the very first time that I heard you on that social media app called Clubhouse, and you were in a contest, and of course, we know that you won it. And I was like, I'm glad I wasn't going up against that young lady. Well, since then, your tragedy, when a tragedy and a trauma collide, and that's something that everybody will experience at some point in time in their lifetime. And one of the things that's very unique, and the reason I said yes, is while women, for the most part, are in touch with their emotions, and so they can deal with a traumedy afterwards because they can identify whether they're hurt, whether they're sad, whether they're angry. Unfortunately, a lot of men have not had the opportunity nor have they been taught to identify their emotions. If you can't identify the emotion, then you can't address the trauma. And so I said yes, because more men need to be emotionally intelligent. 
I love it. So this feels kind of cool. It's like I'm in the barbershop. That's what I feel like. This season, I'm going to be that little fly on the wall. Because, you know, in barbershops, there's no women. It's just men in there. And uh, Pastor Jeff, in the barbershop, do men talk about their feelings? Do they really share like, oh, she broke up with me or I lost my job? Do they really get down and share their emotions and feelings? Some will. But for the most part, to get into that, what we would call type of intimate setting or for a man, the setting where he feels comfortable and vulnerable, that would be more with a best friend or a confidant or a mentor. And in the barbershop, a lot of times you, you'll get those fishing stories, you know, where the fish was this size in actuality, but in the barbershop, it was like <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, you'll get the story where, you get a story where he was really turned down after he stalked her and he called her 50 million times, but in the barbershop, she was calling him and he had to put her, <laughs> had I to put her I number. It. Yeah, that's that's the barbershop talk. I love it. So, Pastor Jeff, the reason why I came up with the idea of having you on season three is because you got some fans out there. I don't know if you know it. So there were some women that were listening to the show and when they heard your episode, I believe I did Glenn Lundy and Adam as well, Adam Smith. And to, for a woman to hear a man express their emotions, that was like, whoa. And this one woman, Veronica Atkins, she said, Tina, I think you and Pastor Jeff should do more shows like this because we did one show and we tapped into domestic violence a little bit. We talked about the loss of a child and you have experienced many traumas. So that's why I came up with this idea to do this. Do you think the men are gonna like this type of show or they're gonna like stay away from it? What are your thoughts on this? I believe that men who find that they can come to a space that's safe and that they don't get drilled or belittled or emasculated by another woman <laughs> will we'll be okay. You know, we men, when we go into our man cave, so to speak, it takes a lot to get us out. Oftentimes what I have found over time is that when women are in the setting and a man finally comes out, they will transfer or project something that happened to them with a man on the person who's speaking. And then you send him right back into the cave. He's he's probably not gonna come back out. But Pastor Jeff, I mean, come on, you're mad. Shouldn't you just like, okay, she's a woman, she's wimpy. Not wimpy, but what am I looking for? Like, Because I understand what you're saying, but as a woman, sometimes it's like, all right, just take it. How can we, I, I'm not gonna say we, I as a woman not demasculate a man and, you have any tips and advice for women that may just be a little powerful and strong? Yes. One of the things is a mind shift. You see, for too long, because, and I'm going to go deep, too long, because of the transatlantic slave trade, because of the Willie Lynch ideology and syndrome, our women had to take the leadership role. And because of that, now when a man gets in touch with his emotions, women unconsciously see that as weakness. Mm -hmm. And so the man is not allowed 
to cry. He's not allowed to express how he's feeling. And when he does, typically a woman will believe, okay, that's enough. Uh, you're moving from sharing your emotions to being wimpy, and we need you to make your emotions. And that's where men then will go back into their man cave. Now, the truth of the matter is that we're all human. God created us all with emotions. Those who believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, first of all, the man was created first. The unique thing is that he took a bone out of the man with his DNA and created the woman. So the man already had emotions in him in order for the woman to express emotions. Unfortunately, society has taught us that you know men don't cry. They've taught us, suck it up. If you fall, get up and keep on moving. So men have to put on this facade and imagine you're getting beat up in the world, you're getting beat up on your job, you're getting beat up in the community, and then you come home to either a significant other, your girlfriend or your wife. And when you want to unwind and express how you truly feel, she looks at you like, okay, bro, you whining. <laughs> it's not funny, Dr. Jim. It's just the way that you're saying it. I know it's not funny, but your face is like, just make up. It's going to be together. Okay. Here's another question for you. Do you think this is going to help men? Do you think this is going to change the world? Us bringing up these topics. What are your thoughts on that? Because that's what I really want to do. We're absolutely going to change the world. It's absolutely going to help men. If we change the life of one man, if one man becomes emotionally intelligent and can have a better relationship with his significant other, with his wife, because of our show, then we would have accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. And as long as we can keep it a safe place, and I believe as more men find that they can come to the place and again, not be emasculated, not uh, have transference from a woman, you know, all men are not dogs. All men don't cheat. All men don't do the same thing other than all men are men. Exactly. Exactly. I'm thinking of right now single moms because, you know, I was a single mom. And I'm thinking, I know this is kind of weird to say, what could I have done better as a mother? I never told my son to stop crying. I, I never did that. Like, don't cry, don't cry. I never did that. Uh, probably because he didn't cry that much anyway. Uh, but as I'm sitting here, I, I know I wasn't perfect. <laughs> but for me, my, I'm, the, I'm that type of person where I'll let things go and I'll just let them build up and build up and build up. And it could be one little thing like a sock on the floor. I remember one time my son and I, we got in such a big argument, Pastor Jeff, we lived on the second floor. I was so mad. I was ready to throw him out the window. I was like, <laughs> I'm literally that mad. I'm like, I'm taking you to your father's house. And then I got him in the car and I took him to his father's house. I don't know, by the time I got back up to the hill where the house was, I'm coming back. Come outside. I turned around and then got him back in the car. But single moms, you know, I really want to target advice that we can give children. Can you think back to when you were a teenager or younger, something you think that could have been done a little bit better to help you with your emotional intelligence that we can share with someone, with a mom now? Anything you can think of? Well, as a teenager, you know, I like to say now, I'm a proud nerd. 
<laughs> as, a, as a teenager, I don't know if I was a proud nerd, but I was a nerd. So I'm not the typical, I don't know if I'm the one to ask that question because I wasn't your typical teenager. I, I was emotionally intelligent because by the time I was a teenager, I had gone through a lot of trauma, a lot of, of, of trauma uh, from being born premature to, I mean, um, physical abuse, uh, to mental abuse. And so by the time I was a teenager, uh, I had gone through scarlet fever as a, as a young child. And so the way I dealt with that was I would analyze why people did what they did. And I would get in touch with how I was feeling about it to process it. Because as you can imagine, I could have been a very angry person for what I went through. But I wasn't. I was able to tap into how I was feeling, uh, become emotional without being wimpy. Uh, what, but what I would say to, to mothers, uh, single mothers is one, single mothers have done a phenomenal job in raising boys. The caveat is that a woman will never, ever teach a boy how to be a man. So the, the mother, the single mother who has the perception that she's a superwoman and that all her son needs in his life is her Ugh. is sadly mistaken. That young man needs a man and he needs to be around a man so that he can learn masculine tendencies along with learning the nurturing tendencies that he's going to learn from his mother. I agree. I agree. I know I'm putting you on the spot right now. I'm not sure if you have to dig it out of your crates. If you want to go off screen, I would love for you to share with us a poem that's about your life. Do you need a few minutes to get it together? And I can. Like, I do. I do. Yeah, I do need okay. a few minutes. Okay. Just let me know when you're ready. So if you're wondering what I'm talking about, PJ is about to share a poem and I heard him say it on one of his other episodes and it's absolutely amazing. And that was one of the things that made me say, I want him as a co-host. When I first heard it, I heard it. And that's how it is in life, right? We usually hear things, but we really don't hear things. So when he comes back and reads this to us, I really want you to listen to it because as I always say, a traumedy is when the energies of a trauma and a tragedy collide. When these two energies come together, life changing experiences occur. And my book will be out, it's launching October 28th. And in this book, it shares a little bit about my story, but at the end, there is tools, skills, strategies, exercises, journal prompts, to let you begin your mind, body, and soul awakening transformation to push you through your trauma or tragedy. I never like to compare what anyone else is going through. A trauma can be as hard as losing a job. It can be uh, as a three-year-old child getting lost in the supermarket and not knowing where your mom is. It can, a tragedy can be losing a child, getting a really bad car accident. So when the energies of these two horrible things come together, your life changes forever. And I believe Pastor Jeff PJ is ready to go. Just raise your hand up if you're ready, PJ. All right, guys, get ready. It's going to be phenomenal. Can you imagine a child so impatient? that he couldn't wait for nine months of gestation. Entering the world before his time, scarlet fever. 
was the price of his crime. Doctors, nurses, hospital staff served as his extended family on his behalf. From kindergarten to birth, just one memory in his mind, hospital, shots, Christmas is all that he can find. Ridiculed, bullied, abused and abandoned, ninth grade never completed yet, there's a master's on his mantle. Army, the path to a better education he never expected. The crossroad of molestation. God and church, the drugs of his choice, witchcraft and marriage, abuse, divorced, love and lies, happiness denied, cancer, <laughs> surprise, yet he's alive. Nine to five laid off. Goodbye, too proud to quit. Men don't cry. Off to the war, the answers came. Support his family, God's word proclaim. DNA in the shadow, cancer at the door. Not again, God! <laughs> Haven't we been here before? Life in the balance. How much can one man take? Desires to escape, held up by the weight of the responsibilities on his plate. Now, many of you may be thinking, PJ, you're just singing to the choir. Well, the purpose of my life is to inspire. Thank you. Woo, 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 fire, fire, fire. <laughs> ah, so that is the days I'm going to learn that. I'm going to learn it without <laughs> having to read it. You goes. will, because it's going to be on our TV show. When we get, you know, that TV show, you're going to have to go out there and give your little monologue. So yeah. as we close our very first episode, PJ, can you tell the peeps where they can find you, how they can find you? Because I know you have your book and you have all these wonderful things. Can you let them know what you're up to and how they can find you? Yeah, well, stars, you know, there's me, myself, and I. Most of us, most of the time, we travel together. Sometimes we <laughs> sometimes we don't. But you can catch me at www.meetpastorjeff.com for all of my information that'll give you. That's my digital card. It'll give you a link to my IG, to my LinkedIn. I also have a website, i-inspire.club. That's the letter i-inspire.club. I'm on Facebook, Jeff Moffitt. I'm on IG, Jeff Moffitt, 50. And the other social media is Twitter, Rev underscore M. That's who I used to be known as, Reverend L. So that's who I got on Clubhouse, as I said, and they branded me as PJ Pastor Jeff. Uh, so those are the things. And what we're doing, we are working on a couple of books. As you know, you encouraged me to do a book on reprocessing how we deal with grief. And so the ebook is done. And that's embracing gratitude in grief, a transformative perspective. It's my desire to change, as it is with yours, the world on how we process grief. 
And so the ebook is complete. That'll be up pretty soon. And then as you encourage me, the full-fledged book where we will take a deep dive in how do we make that transformation, which is called neuroplasticity. That's right, neuroplasticity, simply rewiring your brain. Okay, too much of that nerdy is coming out. All right, back to you, stars. <laughs> I love it. I need a favor, Pastor Jeff. I need you to stand like this, sideways like this. So we're on the other way, the other way. So we're back to back. So we're posing. No, put your back to my back. Turn the other one. Yep, yep. Now cross your hands and up. So we're taking a photo because I haven't met you in person yet. And we're standing back to back and we're posing right here. <laughs> because I see huge things. I see us doing events, talk shows, all sorts of things. So guys, get your seatbelts on. Make sure you're here. Every Wednesday, we're going to come out with the next, a new episode. We are out for today. I am Stars Tina. You can find me at www.iamstarstina.com. Thank you, guys. Bye.